0: BTG Nation, we're back. And again, we got some exciting news from our friends over at Manscaped. Um, They've just launched their fourth generation performance package that we absolutely love. And yes, you heard that right. It's the ultimate package that includes the Lawnmower 4.0. So Manscaped is the leaders in male grooming. Like there's nobody else that even comes close. And they've done it again to make sure your grooming game is top not so join the 4 million men worldwide who trust manscaped with the performance package 4.0 by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code btgnation now this is important for all you young cats out there and maybe even some of you older guys who didn't have an old head like we do to help bridge the gap and teach you how to manage your body and grooming you got to make sure you're trimming, you're taking care of yourself, right? Not only does it just, you know, open the door for new things, but your confidence level grows, you know, for obvious reasons, you know, it sometimes is about the 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 visibility of things. And when you make sure you're taking care of your stuff, I, I've been doing it since, you know, high school and haven't stopped, you know? So you guys, my life is pretty nice, you know, outside of here. So... If you want your confidence to go up, make sure you're handling your business and taking care of what you can take care of below the waist, on the chest, all that good stuff. Um, that performance package 4.0, King. Oh, man, it was worth the wait. Oh, man. Worth the wait. We've been talking about this for years. You talk
1: about you being in high school and starting to uh, recognize these certain yeah. s- situations that a man needs to take care of. That's because you were with the team. Mm -hmm. You know, if you ain't right with the team. They're going to let you know. Somebody (laughs) needs to let you know. We talk about locker room justice. You know what I'm saying? There's locker room recognition too. Absolutely. Because you know what I'm saying? One person represents the team. Tell them. So we're going to make sure that everybody's straight. Um, We have the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. Weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer. For you older guys, such as myself, that's so important because <laughs> they listen, man, I'm sitting there, I'm, I'm talking, whatever, but my nose hairs are blowing in the, in the wind. I'm like, yo, yeah. what is going on with this? So now I got something to take care of that. Got the crop preserver, the ball deodorant, crop reviver, toner, performance boxer
0: briefs, and the travel bag to hold your, all your goodies. Listen. That right there is clutch. That travel bag the bring bringing in. Oh, no doubt. That's an extra gift. No you doubt. know what I'm saying? So, yes, you thought that was good. You thought, you know, it's on its fourth generation. Right. You know, so we thought number three was good. But again, they continue to push it up. You know, the Weed Whacker itself um, is waterproof. Right. It has it a 360 degree rota- uh, rotator for the dual blade system so it can get all around there. And, you know, for you, your older guys that like to be in the younger crowd, we can tell the difference when you got the ear here. Oh, no doubt. No <laughs> you doubt. You got to get that together. So that it's okay. all there. for. Um, and then the liquid formulations, as we talked about, that's heavy, especially for us athletes. You got to make sure it's solid down there because you never know where you got to go afterwards. And you got to make sure you're not making an announcement in the room when you walk in with your body <laughs> out. Right. So um, get into that. I think they threw in some free gifts too, King.
1: Oh, yeah. It was um, two free gifts, you know, with the performance package, boxers and the shed travel bag. The boxers, of course, that's something that every man needs man. and should have. You know, and you should basically, re- you shouldn't be recycling those. No, you should be getting new ones at every, you know, periodically through the year. Yeah. But the travel bag is important. Yes, yeah. because this is something that you know a lot of people tend to forget sometimes when they're getting ready to travel. And they need a little bag just make sure you put all your little personal items in there.
0: Yeah, not the Ziploc bag. We're a man with a little class, a little style. And I'm telling you, the Manscaped badge is good, good brown leather, brown black trim is perfect. So go get yours today. Coach and I, we've been using ours. It's great. We love it. I think my wife can attest that she's happy that I got it together. So BTG Nation, get 20% off and free shipping with the code BTGNation at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off, free shipping with the code BTGNation at Manscaped.com. Your balls have been through enough this past year, as we all have. Treat them with the best tools for the job. Shout out to Manscaped. And yes, in the Mena region, that includes you. Worldwide delivery. So as always, keep it real, keep it simple, and keep going. But let's get back to that donut piece, though, King. Let me tell you. Right, and you know how we had Tony in the gym and Tony was talking about when he gets to America, he just can't wait to try Taco Bell? (laughs) Tony gonna blow up. Listen, Tony gonna blow up and blow the bathroom up. Like, he he don't know, I'm good, I'm good. But I'm like, yo, you talking about Taco Bell? Like, you don't have no clue what that thing really like. Like, that's different. It ain't what you think it is. I'm trying to think of what he's seen in the Taco Bell commercial. <laughs> I don't know either. But, I mean, but. Yeah. Um, but that goes into what people see the Western stuff. And they're like, yo, dope. So my, my lovely wife, who I love dearly, you know, she, 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 we have moments when donuts are the thing, right? I see. You, you <laughs> but, you know, you know, for us, Krispy Kreme reigns supreme. Right, it ain't even it ain't even close. Like the other people dunking those. Well, right, wait, 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 wait. I'll slow up and say I'll
1: say this. this is shout out to Northern Virginia. Yeah, the Shoppers Donuts. Oh, not every location, but sir, the locations that are closest to the hood. <laughs> Listen, those donuts are special. Listen,
0: you have you heard the story? I remember I told the story on here about how he had the damn jumbo Shoppers Donut. One day when we were going, we might have been going to a workout while I was still in high school. He had the jumbo joint, it's big, six of them big, with a orange juice, right? From shoppers. And his Bluetooth in. I hadn't ate yet. It's like six thirty, seven thirty in the morning. I'm about to go play. And he just crushing them. And he give me an oatmeal uh bar. I'm like, man, this fuck is crazy. You're the a player. <laughs> he was crushing them I'm setting so, an example so when he talk about them shopper donuts he is a little donut connoisseur listen ma'am. but what well, we got to teach her so you know we got the one donut place here that we like with the small ones the dough yeah right? in um, in, um yeah It's a couple of the dough D-O-H that's a free ad for y'all fire donuts alright fire donuts but we in the mall you know what I'm saying and she t- she been saying for two weeks she want munchkin right like little donut holes. I'm like, that was the trash. You don't want the Dunkin' Donuts for no damn, no. It's like Krispy Kreme, right? And if you do them at the crib, maybe hostess, right? Maybe. But Dunkin', Krispy Kreme is it. Not any close. And ask what flavor she want. What? what you get? She asked for the regular one, not the glazed, with just a regular donut hole with nothing, just like From Dunkin' Donuts, yeah, just trash, nothing. trash, like trash. Come on, man. Back at the crib, people use
1: Dunkin' Donuts only for coffee. Yeah, coffee number one. Some people take the donuts and just dip them in the coffee because mm-hmm. they're trash.
0: Only way you can eat them.
1: And then people use Dunkin' Donuts for like the the bagels
0: or the hash browns too. The
1: the 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 burnt bagels with the cream cheese. Mm-hmm. Fire.
0: Yeah. Yeah. See, or teachers and stuff. But and, and back home I like the um turkey sausage, egg and cheese croissant they got. At
1: some Dunkin' Donuts.
0: Well yeah, you know I'm living at the one one on Fox Chase. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you know they got the good little things, but the hash browns, I like the seasoned hash browns. But again, I'm going to Dunkin' Donuts for a sandwich. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not going for donuts. Dude. No, crispy I'm going for cream. Coffee. We, we donuts
1: doing? is crispy cream, duck donuts.
0: Yeah, which we got here. And um some, yeah, some round away ones, maybe. You know, some little ones, but yeah. Safeway every blue moon. Depends yeah. where you are. Yeah.
1: I know this for oh no let me oh, I'm tripping. Walmart in DC. Yes, you know there's three Walmarts in DC. One on Georgia Ave. They got donuts? Yes, yeah, sir. Listen, listen. There's one on Georgia Ave. The donuts are like and the bakery's there. Like, it's shaky. There's one on um near Capitol Hill. Uh-huh. Nah, you don't want that. But the one in northeast, off of um, over in, by uh, Michigan Avenue, mm. fire, mm. fire. Listen, I'm telling you, anybody that knows that the northeast Walmart in Washington is crazy.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. crazy. So you just made me think sleeper, Seven Eleven. All right, Garbage. now listen, Seven Eleven, but it's it's about the timing right seven eleven donors are the, at the right time when you catch them right when they made that shift at like 6 a.m depending on where you're at fire and you know 7 eleven got the microwave right in there too yeah seven so eleven you, you got mic
1: them the garbage this yeah. Walmart right here listen this is one where not only are they fire they're oh. Uh, that's why they fire. <laughs> I'm serious. Listen, there you go. There you go. Fire. I'm yeah. telling
0: you. We need to have some. We need to find the right donut places around here, too. That's not bad. Ooh, but um. King and Gates they bridging the gap. From
2: the U.S. to Dubai, put pins on the map. Ball is life and that's a fact. And a ball is life about that exact. King and Gates they bridging the gap. From the U.S. to Dubai, put pins on the map. There's a time to score and a time to assist. Ain't no end team, let the winning commence. From generation to generation, game don't stop. The new and old school got the game on lock. It's all legendary. It's all necessary. We all been all-stars before February. And after that, King and Gates after racks. But really trying to get some wins, not just padding stats. Two basketball lovers through happenstance. Built a bond that led to greatness that advanced.
0: you're here we go. Can you can we hear me really loud and clear? Check one, two, three. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, we all in there. Nice, nice, nice. Episode fourteen, BTG Nation. You back with the fellas, the OG, Triple OG, JK, Julian King, and then I'm here. I'm here. What does
1: triple OG mean? You know
0: what I'm saying? A lot of experience. The triple come in with experience. You know, i well, seen triple, a lot. Triple you know. in
1: my book means like my age.
0: Nah, man. You know you three generations over now. We got, you know, me. Then you got, you know, AK and Ellie and them. And then we got our hoop stars. Three generations. Triple OG. That's a blessing. We talked about it last time. You're aging gracefully, man. Shut up. BTG Nation. You see I'm back with Oscar the Grouch over here. Um, we're here episode 14. Oh, man, this, this week, man, the start of this episode is crazy, right? Before we jump in, let me not forget our our thing, our home, our foundation, Hoop Mountain DXB. As you guys know, me and the OG, we are um, leading our own basketball brand development, growing the basketball culture in Dubai, and we have our situation called Hoop Mountain DXB Hoop mountain Dubai who online um Instagram you see it right there so check us out if you're in town um follow us on instagram we got some cool stuff going um, lock in with us this week is camp week let me you know we got just more of the fun stuff than just the basketball things we had our one well, today was a good day today was a, a moment. You no, know, California ball always brings out a moment, whether it's me getting hit at the last <laughs> minute or <laughs> or me jumping in and saying the day, day to day. Or but, you cheating. How I cheat, man. I'm just saying the fact that the kids played the game
1: 80% without you, and all of a sudden you want to jump in at the end?
0: No, listen, man. I asked, I told, I asked them, you know, one oh, coach, oh, first oh. of all, coach picked, he did a terrible job picking teams. It was like four 16-year-olds on one team, all of a big, strong kick, and then the other team got like 11 and 12-year-olds. But I said to them, I said, I told a couple of the older guys, I was like, I said, hey, I bet you if I play, we come back and win. And the one kid, Will was like, Will said, do not bait him. <laughs> Will said, don't say nothing back. So Sahedge and Omar, the older kid, you know they want to poke the chest out. They said, Coach, if you play, we're gonna kick kick you guys' butt. I said, You sure? He said, Yeah. I said, All right, here we go.
1: You're 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 misreading this whole thing. Oh. The team that you jumped on had more talent spread out. All right, top to bottom, they got to step up.
0: What was the and score? And you're not you're, you're not helping them. What was the score when I when, when uh for the game? When it was six zero. They got to step, step up. 6-0. They got to step up. Smack man.
1: They got to step up. That's the problem. So you're you're no different than some of the other people that we talk about every night in terms of like enabling people to have crutches.
0: Wrong. See, that's the way you see it. Because what you did, right? Because you jumped in and played too. Yeah, because I saw you were playing. No, nah, listen, we came back, we tied it up seven to seven. And like I tell them, they always say, Well, you wouldn't have won without a coach. I only scored one time. We scored seven. Come on, man. Your <laughs> presence. Exactly. You that's what the coach does, the leader does. You come in and instill confidence. No, you're know? supposed to let them play and officiate the game. No, nah, no, nah, you gotta you gotta give them some some problem solving techniques. You know, you gotta help them figure out, you know, help them galvanize and come together. So we, it's long story. short. we came back and won, even with the old guy joining in late. Didn't happen, you know? I mean, to be honest, the older kids, they're the ones that didn't come through. <laughs> All you had to do was get the one base, one base. But um, as you guys see, this is some joy that we have. You know, it's fun when we get to play around and do some of the games that we grew up with um, and that we play back at home because we're starting to really learn that the kids here do not have – um, the opportunity to really be kids the way they think they do. I think
1: a better way of putting it, they don't have a wide variety of games to play. Yeah, because yeah, for you for you to be fourteen years old. Yeah, and not to know different variations of kickball.
0: Yeah, it's criminal. Yeah, man, criminal. The PE teachers are failing them, but you know that that's probably the best part of the day, right? Right. But man, sometimes you talk about. Sometimes I get on here and I'm like, "What the hell are we gonna talk about today?" Just because we uh, our brain might be scrambled. But man, the beauty of it is we can talk about whatever we want. Yo, I was pissed off today. Why, man? So you know, you gotta have your your, your monthly mason maintenance at the apartment, right? Yeah, yeah. They gotta do their thing, which is cool. You know what I'm saying? You rent, so the owners gotta do their thing. So they sent out an email saying that we're gonna be doing some water tank cleaning. Right. So the water will be off from eight thirty onward, right? So you thinking, all right, most people gotta work, right? So eight thirty, okay. Good time. AM. Eight thirty AM, right? And so you're thinking, all right, I'm gonna be out, everybody's gonna be out working from eight thirty to five PM, maybe six PM, maybe seven PM a little bit later, right? So you're thinking between eight thirty and seven PM, they can do all they gotta do to get my water back on. Yeah, you know, I come home, take a nap, wake up. Why he say, hey, the water the water's not on. I'm like, I'm like, what? I go outside, we leave the pot a little late. I go get, I call you. He's like, man, what? I'm mad as hell. Yeah. I'm like, I can't, I'm still in my camp gear. I gotta put a hat on because I couldn't hit the showers. The one two good thing I didn't sweat crazy. I'd be pissed off. well, well
1: let me be straight up honest with everybody. I'm in different clothes from camp. But I'm funky like a monkey. Like Listen, if I ain't have a chance to shower, thank God for Manscaped, manscaped Word, man, saving me right now, man. You know what I'm saying? Your wife would be talking about me, yo, Coach Guy. <laughs> you need to have a conversation. <laughs> hey. You know what I'm saying?
0: Like, like how is that that type of incompetence, right? And that's when we we learn. Like we talked about it in podcast episodes before. Common sense not so common. Right. On the outside, things look so pretty, but on the inside, like structurally, like why would you clean the water tank on a Tuesday? Right, and you go until they said the water won't be on until 11 p.m., maybe midnight. Like, maybe one, and then you know, sometimes people displace their anger and get mad at security or other stuff, yeah. it ain't their
1: fault. They don't deserve it, yeah.
0: Yeah, they just the ones that got to take the heat on the front end and management back there making it happen. Yeah. But that's how we ended our day and walked into that's the energy we on today. So, who knows what we might say <laughs> this episode, but um, other than that, how you how you feeling?
1: I'm good man yeah i'm good i'm um you know we're on a we're basically heading into hump day, because mm. 'cause we're back on we're on a Monday through Friday work week, which is something that we're used to, so Wednesday's a hump day for us, so we get through tomorrow, the rest of everything else is downhill,
0: yeah, yeah, that's a blessing, all right, so let's jump right into it right. you know the n b a has been active and we've been talking about trades and possibilities and things for like three or four months, right, and so Now things are official. Harden is a 76er. Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, and Andre Drummond and some draft picks are in Brooklyn. (laughs) I I don't know. What you what you got? What you got? What you think? What do you think of the situation?
1: Both teams got better for the um the immediate time. This uh the Nets got better for the long haul for the next, you know, two, three years for sure, to make a run at it. The Sixers um, they did get better. But if they don't win it this year, it was all for nothing. Yeah, because I, I don't think their chances get better next year. All for nothing. Yeah. All for nothing. Because people are going to, you know, the the community itself in Philadelphia and the surrounding uh, states are going to say, you know, we got hard. But if we don't win a championship, was it worth it? Because we gave, around, we gave away two first first first-round picks, even though they will be late picks. But still, they're two first-round picks. And we gave away shooting, and we gave away a young star in Ben Simmons that that's going to be good for the next six seven years. Six
0: or seven, and you know, Harden is 32.
1: Harden's 32, a lot of mileage on him. And he has not responded well to criticism in the past. Um, and we all know that him and Doc Rivers have a lot of heat on them right now.
0: Man, a lot. So let's talk about how we even get to that point, because now we're all wondering, like, Harden just forced his way to um, Brooklyn like a a year or two ago. Right. Like he just got there and now he's forcing his way out. Like, how do you, what is it? Most people are going to say, oh, it's because, you know, Kyrie ain't playing. But if you've been watching at the beginning of the season, Harden was terrible, out of shape. You know, people were like, he's a shell of himself, and KD was carrying that squad. So now reports come out. of Have you seen them? No. So reports came out, right? So several things. One of the most important things that I think is there was um, a kind of rejection to the culture that KD wanted to build. KD wanted to play basketball that was more free-flowing, moving the ball, you know, kind of hard to guard where Harden wanted to pay, play ISO. It's KD's squad, so Nash and everybody's going to go with what KD wants to go. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. And Ooh. and to think about it, though, like, people talk about KD going to Golden State, and everybody will go to the record, you know, 70 to whatever, whatever. But I think one of the main things is when you get to a place where you're 10 years in, or it's like how we look at open gym, and we're not just going to play with just anybody because it's bad basketball. After seeing, you know, I, Think about the two people that need the ball the most in the league. You think about Russ and you think about Harden. Yep. Who had to play with them? Yep. yep. Right? Think about how tough that might have been. So now he he goes to Golden State because they have an offense to where it's hard to guard. You're playing basketball to what you love. Mm-hmm. And now you know that system. You know that that works. So when you come back to Brooklyn and you with Steve Nash, who is a guy who understands spacing and everything, yep. and you're like, look, I know what works. This is where we're going to play right? And now you have Harden who's trying to combat that again because he did that also with Dwight because I forgot he played with Dwight too. He did that with CP3 and now you got a proven guy who's already won two times and you don't want to, you know, kind of follow the lead there. Some prima donna, prima donna shit. Yeah. By him going to Brooklyn
1: anyway, you should have already known what you were getting into. That's the thing, you know, and and I know people will probably, you know, go against me when I say this. But in the league, in any professional sport, why wouldn't you just go there and play your best and then request a trade? Because all you're doing now is if there were 10 teams that were interested in you, now there's only four teams interested in you because they don't want to deal with your attitude. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So why wouldn't you, you go to Brooklyn, be in shape, ready to go, and so that if things don't work out you can say it wasn't me i did what i was supposed to do i've been you know i've, I've been doing what i've been doing that's making me a you know all star every year but instead like you said he was out of shape disengaged no effort and you know and so no effort and not willing to buy in which mm-hmm. you know we all thought about you know the chemistry aspect of it the timing of it and the lack of depth that they had, right? Mm-hmm. But we said, you know what? You yeah, have those three guys together mm-hmm. could be three of the best periods, Pair- especially pairings ever, yeah, ever. Easy. But but instead, you know, we we have a disaster here. Yeah,
0: and it's it's kind of like sickening almost to a point. Like when you look at Harden and and what he was doing. Like, you saw the highlight of when they were playing Detroit and the ball rolled to the back of the court and he just kind of jogged lightly to go get it and let the dude dunk. Like, how it's, you're still playing basketball, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what inside you? Like, this, this is when you start calling somebody out their name. You know what I'm saying? Like, what inside you that makes you feel like, all right, I don't want to be here more no more. I'm just going to stink it up on purpose.
1: Yeah. I, I'll, I'll say it. and You guys jump on me all the time for saying this stuff. Guys make too much money. I'm sorry. Mm. I, I'm sorry. They make yeah. too much money because if, if he were playing an open gym with us and that happened and you knew that he wasn't injured and he wasn't super old, you, you're going to say something to him. Yo, yeah. we need that. Yeah. Games are seven, twos and ones. We mm. need to get that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So what's the difference now? Right, There's no excuse when you're making 40 plus million a year.
0: I think, but I think also that pushes to something personal. Last week we talked about who raised y'all, right? That was the, last, the yeah. name of the um, podcast. But like you starting to see patterns of character, right? They're beyond just the money, because then it is our people who, who get paid some bread and they show up all the time just because they like, it's my name. Yeah. It's my name. It's going to be etched in history. This is what I'm going to be known for. And this is how you carry it out. Like, they could have been Jimmy Butler forced his way out of of Minnesota, but he did it playing. (laughs) He did it playing and letting them know like, I'm about this, y'all aren't about it, so y'all gotta get me out of here, right? But I'm gonna still show up. And then the next thing, I get people talking about he showed up because he thought it was gonna be him and and KD. It's gonna be him, KD, and Kyrie, right? Kyrie gotta deal with whatever he's dealing with, with the vaccine stuff, cool. You still got your issues. But then we hear, I don't know if it's true or not, but after hearing about it, I think it made, it makes sense. Kyrie, and since Kyrie came back, him and Harden, they play one-on-one often. And you guys know in basketball, a lot of times, like I shout out the blue, I used to play blue one-on-one after every practice um, my junior year, right? No matter what, especially the day before a game, right? Because you know, whatever the scouting report was, he was getting me ready for it. So Harden and Kyrie were playing one-on-one. You know, everybody knows Harden, Kyrie's been half term, and they say Kyrie's been cooking him, cooking him. And he said after one particular game, Kyrie called him washed and old. And it got into a mini physical altercation. And then, you know, that became an issue, right? So, of course, the relationship becomes damaged. And then to add insult to injury, they say that Harden was having an issue with the way Steve Nash was challenging him in film but he said he wasn't, he didn't say enough to Kyrie to his liking you don't play hard. You already come in with a defensive deficiency, right? You've already got a reputation of quitting on your team, right? Now you're getting challenged and you're running away from it. Then you force your way out. And quiet is kept. We were talking about this 10-game losing streak. That's Yeah. Knowing he going to get out of there, 10, 11 game. He killed that locker room morale on purpose. Right. (laughs) The film session
1: thing is funny because, one, Kyrie's only playing half the time. So, of course, you know, you know his deficiencies aren't going to be on display as much as yours because you're there the entire time. And KD's out. So you're the guy. You know, <laughs> the, ne- the next thing is, like, why, why shouldn't Nash challenge you when you're out of shape? <laughs> He's supposed to. I mean, you're not even supposed to come in. You're not even supposed to arrive out of shape when you're making that kind of money.
0: And think about the reason why he's still out of shape is because he purposely did it before he left Houston. And what did that do? Caused injury. Caused injury. <laughs> and a hamstring injury that's still bothering him because he's not going to play until after the All-Star break. Yeah. Um, Shout out to Jared Allen, who's going to be taking his place for that. But, like, like I lost a lot of respect for James Harden. Right. Right? And and Kyrie's
1: proven. I mean, and, uh, don't get me wrong. We know Kyrie takes lapses in defense. We know uh-huh. that mm-hmm. you know, on, on defense. We know that Kyrie's dealing with the vaccine issue, mm-hmm. but we've seen Kyrie in big spots. Yes. And there's no bigger stage than the finals and three, four games in a row with LeBron, him averaging almost 30. Yes. And then playing great D on Steph. And
0: if he hadn't got hurt in the first finals. Yeah. Right. And again, we're not saying that Kyrie can lead his own team. Yep. right there's not many people or many players six foot and under that can lead their own team yeah. there's only a handful of Isaiah Thomas and i talking about Zeke you know, who, you know who, Detroit pitcher and Allen Iverson right and, and, those are,
1: and those are guys like Iverson fell short yes because Iverson much like Kyrie there are two guards trapped in point guard's body mm-hmm. um, Zeke is a straight up point guard mm-hmm. so he knows how to push everybody's buttons the right way to get them to perform right but Kyrie is a A plus sidekick.
0: Yes. And he
1: showed it. Yeah. You know, and, and so, you know, James Harden has had his moments with when they were young with OKC, mm-hmm. and there was no pressure on him. And he didn't play well then, if you think about it, in the finals. And then he had a chance with CP3. And then yeah. show up then. So, you know, and and I know people have bad games because one of my favorite players in the league right now is LeBron James. He has he's had bad games in the playoffs in the finals. Everybody, Larry Bird, Magic, everybody has had those. Kobe. But yeah. the one thing we can say is that when it was all said and done, they didn't disrespect their team, disassociate themselves with their team, and they weren't caught in the strip club hours after the game as yeah. if nothing happened. Yeah. Come
0: on, man. Like and Man, we the Lakers lost by forty in the finals to the Celtics. Right? And then came back and got it. Like, Kobe had to wear that. You know what I'm saying? Like you think Kobe could have easily been like, look, I'm out of here. I'm gone. But again, after the money goes, comes and goes, you are going to be in history. And when we talk about Wilt, we never talk about how much money he made. Just when we have to talk about how ungrateful this new generation is, right? (laughs) Right. But when we talk about players, we talk about what you did on the court and then what you did off of the court, if it was whether it was good or bad. So, I mean, Harden went out like a chump to me. Right, And I see Kendrick Perkins and say, everybody talking about, hey, you know, this is your window to get this and get that. But, you know, crowd is kept. When the shit hits the fan and it's time for you to get a stop because it's guard heavy, right? And that East, is, you're going to have to get some stops up top, right? Harden, he, he he's not used to, you can't just turn that switch on, right? If you guys are real hoopers and you really play the game and you've really been in those moments, you can't just turn it in after 15 years, 30, however old you are, because you probably never play defense. It's not just going to happen when you're at the highest level and you're playing against the best of the best on the wing and you got to get that last stop. Yeah. That got to be embedded in you, right? That's how you win. You-
1: well, just, just, I mean, overall, when you think about it, Harden has always played with great perimeter players. Mm-hmm. He's never played with a, a really, really good Post player. Yeah. So his game's got to change somewhat now because now it's not where, you know, if you're two perimeter players that can get a bucket, Mm -hmm. it's, you know, you know, drive and kick, Mm -hmm. you know, you know what I'm saying? Pick and roll and things like that. But post now with Embiid, it's like pick and roll. And, you know, Karn's not really a pick and roll guy. Okay. So now it's like, I bring it down to a side, two-man game. Well,
0: well, hold on. Start us go back to that because people who are casuals would be like, what are you talking about? He scores off the pick and roll, and then you see him throwing the lobs up and everything. Because I, I do think he's one of the better pick and roll guys up there, but he had to learn that because the ball was in his hand so much. Well, but,
1: well, the reason he, he looks good on the pick and roll, you know, just say he had Clint Capella, right? Mm-hmm. His number one objective coming off the, the screen then was to score. mm mm-hmm. And Clint Capella was the guy, the recipient of, you know, him passing off the double. Mm-hmm. But now with Embiid, you run yeah. a pick and roll with Embiid. Yo, your, your objective is to come off and create a uh-huh. passing angle for for uh, Embiid. Mm-hmm. So now it's completely different. So we got to see if he can score in a secondary role as opposed to being the first option. Yeah, Because those assists that he had, don't get me wrong, I think Harden is a pretty good passer. But is he a willing passer to initiate the offense yeah. that's where things going to change
0: and ha- and by far okay and he may not have wanted to concede um, on on the net, but by far the best player on the team and maybe even the best player in the league right now is Embiid. It's Embiid, yeah. So no question. Not only do you're not just gonna you talk about um, when the reports came that he didn't want to pass the ball around, he just want to play ISO. With Embiid, you gotta give him the ball where he wants it. Yeah. So if he wants it on the block and he doesn't feel like doing a no pick and roll, and Doc tells you, all right, we got to run this for him, you better give him the ball. Exactly. Right. You know, over dribbling, you better give him and space out on the weak side if he gotta throw a skip to you or find your Way in between, so you got you got to figure it out because yeah. that's number one and two options for real. Yeah, because I mean, there's nobody better, right? Is he
1: gonna come down, dribble to a side, like I was saying, dump it down, cut hard? You know what I'm saying, and then space out.
0: Yeah, we don't know if he's gonna do that because so. he got into an uh, argument in the huddle with CP3 when CP3 was telling them you gotta get off the ball sometimes. yeah Right, so now you definitely gotta get off the ball, yeah. right? Maybe not all the time, but you gotta get off enough.
1: Yeah, and he
0: he, he will be more of a spot shooter too. Yeah, in certain situations, so
1: that will be interesting. And let me say this: more so, more so than the situation in Houston with CP three, more so than the situation at OKC with you know with um, Russ and KD mm-hmm. and um, what's the big fella? Clint. Uh, no, no, uh, the center that they had in OKC. Oh, uh, Stephen Adams. You know, they had a mob, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But they were all young. Yeah. More so than ever, the pressure's on to win it this year.
0: Man,
1: Houston did not go, all, I mean, uh, Philly did not go all in to bring you in know, to think about next year. The process is this year. Absolutely. So, you know, he ain't Absolutely. never had those Philly fans behind him. And you know what I mean by those Philly fans.
0: Listen, and he's going to be outside, so they're going to see him. Yeah. He be, <laughs> They're he, gonna see him. He better change that. Yeah, I would, I would, COVID might have the situations a little different, but they look like they outside outside. Man, literally. listen. Well, we're gonna see. So, what do you what do you have as um, the, the trade expectations and how it fits? Like, and you can add like couple it together with um, it. Do we believe in Nash? And what does this mean with Doc Rivers? Right, put those two together, like what's the expectations, and then do we believe in the coach I, I honestly
1: think with Nash right now, the expectations have lowered because everybody knows they need time. Mm-hmm. So we have no idea what type of physical and mental state Ben Simmons is in, and everybody needs to you know have time to build their chemistry um so Nash has he has extra time now, Doc Rivers not so much, yeah Doc Rivers being one of the top fifteen coaches of all time. Um and having a chance having won a championship, having had high caliber teams before.
0: And the issues that he had with Clippers when he left when they were talking about he couldn't control the locker room. We'll give it, you know, a good leadership though.
1: Right. So so yeah. So right now the expectations of Doc, if he doesn't get it done this year, mm-hmm. he, not in my mind. But, in a lot of people's mind, his coaching career will be tainted,
0: yeah, just like we talked about the k d stuff, the media things, yep. and you know, and uh, to be honest, you gotta get something done soon, dog. yeah, it's Listen, been about fifteen years since you won this is for this is
1: for players, this is for coaches, whoever, once you start making multi millions, it's fair game,
0: mhm-, it's
1: just that's just how it is,
0: yeah, well. Um, I, it's gonna be interesting. We don't know there's only like thirty games left in the season, maybe less than that. So it's mm-hmm. gonna be interesting to see how they can mesh together in, in Brooklyn. But um I I like it for BK in the long run. Yeah, for sure. Um I like Embiid a lot, so I would love to see him win a ring. I would love to see that happen. Um so I, I think in the long run the Nets win it. Um uh, there's a lot of work that gotta be done mentally and in-house as far as um getting everybody to actually be able to play. But if it happens, then I think not only is that going to be great for KD's legacy, right? But I think it's going to be a good um, recharge for Ben Simmons because he could be pretty solid going into the next generation. Right. Um. Now, quickly, because I don't want to make this an, uh, another – I don't want to talk too much about the Lakers today. <laughs> you know, because I'm, I'm sure people are talking about it. But – if I could show the text message, like two weeks ago, I was talking to my bro, and I was telling my bro, I was like, "Look, it's my best friend. I, I could probably call James now, and and uh, let me see if he answers. He probably ain't going to Oh,
1: answer. James or James?
0: James, James. Okay, okay. I I think I I told Jameson that's true, though, and I was like, "Look, we we gotta. Uh, um, well, he might he might be at work. I, who knows what time it is? We'll see." So I told him, I was like, look, we should trade AD. And this is before Stephen A. Smith, right? He might not answer because it's going to be looking like... Uh, Hello. Yo, BG. Yo, what's up? We we live on air for the Bridging the Gap podcast. Don't say anything that's going to get will, us in bro. trouble. Look, I, so... Don't say anything that's going to get you in trouble. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's go <laughs> <crazy. we> go. <laughs> So look, I I was... um. We we going through stuff and we just talking about uh, lightly because I don't want it to be a Laker podcast today. But Stephen A. came out. Let's
3: make it. Let's make it a Laker. Let's
0: make it a, make it a Laker podcast. No 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 not today because we, yeah, like we got we got some tough. pressing <laughs> issues. We are gonna ask you some questions about the Brooklyn and Sixers stuff though. But I, I I got on here and um and I don't want people to think I'm capping and I'm just making stuff up, right? Because Stephen A. just talked yeah. about trading AD right. <sighs> And I was, yeah. bothered, I was about to get into the segment on that. And I was telling OG that three weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, I was in a group chat saying, yo, we got to trade AD. And I just want to get, so y'all can vouch for that. That's what I... Yeah, I, it,
3: it's been about a month you, man you know, saying trade AD. So I, I'll give
0: you that one. Right, right, right. And no, this was yeah. not a planned call. He had no idea I was calling. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All right, but James, let
1: me ask you this. Nah. If Knowing that LeBron yeah. is in his final days, if you trade AD, what are you getting for him? Are you getting something for the future listen, or are you getting something for right now?
3: Listen, that that was my exact question to Yates. I, I just admitted that Yates, uh, he, he, you know, said, that he wanted to trade AD. I didn't agree with trading AD because that that was my same exact question. I don't I don't know what. I I mean I don't know what you what you getting in re, like I don't know who you going to get in return to you know continue on, and, unless it's like another player who's ready to lead their situation, another like superstar who's ready to lead their situation.
0: Mm-hmm. See, this is the, this this is my reasoning, right? How many more years y'all think Bron got left to play?
3: Um,
1: per, per, perimeter wise, three. perimeter wise, two right. But if he decides to transition to a post player and pass out the post, he could play a number four. Mm-hmm.
0: But either one of those, he doesn't want to be the main load correct. carrying the main load. Correct, correct, right. And no. so what that means is that going into the next seven, six to seven years, we need a cornerstone, a stud to carry. Right. And now what I'm saying Absolutely. is. Right now, our AD is 27, right? He still has a lot of trade value going forward. And what we know is if LeBron retires and AD is our best player on the team, we just turn into the Pelicans. Name yeah. one time where AD has been the front runner of of um, cornerstone of a franchise, and that franchise has been competitive and good. And I'm saying this in comparison to. The Joker, Embiid, and, and Giannis, all those who are in his class. Who, he's top 75 all time. And I'm saying that if we don't have LeBron, I don't feel comfortable following behind Anthony Davis for the next five or seven years. Because he's proven he won't be available but, and he doesn't play hard.
1: one problem you have right now is that, uh, you know, the, the old saying, you, you know, you made your bed, then you, know, you got to lay in it. Yeah. Everybody else around the league knows that about AD as well. So no one's going to mor- no one's going to mortgage their future to get him right now and give you guys exactly. their f- so
0: Lakers got to deal with it. Listen, I know a few
1: organizations. I,
3: I agree <laughs> that, that was kind of my thing. point. Got, I, I, agree I, I agree
0: with you. I don't know. I don't know. You see the dumb <laughs> trades that the the um Pacers and the Kings just did and and like I'm saying, if I'm saying trade AD, I'm saying trade and leverage for the future. So we'll probably need a, a new culture, so so and staff and everything. Trade, 2 years. So you
3: saying Trey and get like a whole bunch of like role players? Kind of
0: no, not not role players, but I want to leverage for the future, right? There's some young guys out there that we can build around and to just look at what will be coming in the next years of the draft, right? To rebuild cuz we don't have anything in draft picks. I think we need a new coaching staff and a new culture change cuz what do you do after LeBron leaves? Right. Like, how do you bounce back from that, right? You do what Cleveland does. Y'all gonna, right? look,
3: like, y'all gonna look like Cleveland. Yeah, yeah he left but Cleveland. you need to... Miami, I he left Miami. Right, but all of them had great Miami. organizations, Miami.
0: and they all re- rebuilt perfectly, right, around good young people, and they had to leverage some things. So I'm saying, AD right now, if we go into the next two or three years with him in a cornerstone, we won't be successful.
1: Well, let's not give Cleveland so much credit. They didn't rebuild. They got lucky in the draft. <laughs>
0: Well, oh, come on, man. Give him a little. You cut. know they made some traffic. Their
1: organization's terrible. It's you terrible. Know, man. Come it's on, terrible.
0: Man. It's terrible. But but we'll get back to that. But I'm saying I was on the trading AD thing before Stephen A, and it's just clearly because he's not who everybody says he is. He's top five, seventy five. He's, he's the only top five, seventy-five, top seventy-five player that won't be playing in an all-star game that could. He'll be watching it from the side. And Dane won't be playing because he hasn't played all year. But AD gonna be getting the top 75 honor. Sitting on the sideline. And he's not better than what Dwight was to the league. And there countless other ones. So All right. I'm, right, I'm going
1: to ask both of you guys this question. You're the you're um upper management for the Lakers, right? Mm-hmm. And just say the LeBron AD combo combo has been together for five years. And for those two those five years, you guys compete for a championship, two of those five years, and potentially win it for those two years, right? Yep. Is it worth not taking that chance to trade him now. You know what I'm saying? Like, of course, we all know that AD has his moments where he's injured or he's a little soft. But then there's also a moment where, like, he makes the difference in the league in terms of whether or not you have the chance of winning it. So you're, you're upper management, and you got the owner on in the left, you know, on the phone on the left hand, and you got your coach on the phone on the right hand. You know you're like I might as well take a chance and just stay with him.
0: Mm, I let BG go first. What
3: you thinking? I'm I'm taking the chance and staying with it. I, like I say, I I know you all for trading AD. Like I, like I said, you've been saying that for a month. But I'm, I'm I'm sticking with him at least for a little bit.
0: Yeah, uh, let me be specific. I'm trading him within two years. <laughs> right, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying it right now, but before <laughs> before he hits thirty for sure. Right, and again. Not only do we need to trade AD, we need a new coaching staff, and we need Kurt Rambis and his wife out of there. That's a big thing. When you talk about management. That's what it is. Because in management ways, right? James Jones, um, the the new the new cat over there in Cleveland. They they've been looking four or five years ahead right? We talk about how to change culture and build some stuff. I know for sure AD is, there's too many ifs. It's too many ifs. Does he show up every day and work hard like Giannis and Joker and Embiid, Right. No, and that's the people that he's in the class with. Can I count on him for sure that no matter what, he's going to give me energy? I stayed. I got up at five thirty and watched us play against the um, the Warriors game. We should have won. Man, thirteen points. He has too many games where he shoots ten shots and then he just floats. <laughs> he just floats around the court. Top seventy five all time. Let me, let me
1: ask you this though, um, and you're absolutely right about him floating sometimes. But let me ask you this: You mentioned James Jones of Phoenix. Mm-hmm. You mentioned um, the person in Cleveland, yeah, right?
0: and a couple other places too. Those
1: are those are organizations where their owner makes it clear: mm-hmm. we just want to be competitive, yes, every few years, yes, because we understand we're a small market. Mm-hmm. The Lakers, it's you know, you're a lifetime Lakers fan.
0: Championship with nothing.
1: Okay, I was watching them when you were you were in diapers, and those guys were winning. Damn, you that old? Shut up! <laughs> it's Lake. It's championship hey, or yo. nothing. Yeah. Um, so today, so the no, facts.
0: The facts. You know facts. They,
1: I'm not saying Kurt Rambis and those guys don't need to get out because they do because mm-hmm. they've made some mistakes, some colossal mistakes mm-hmm. in the past. But you gotta win now. Right. Lakers ain't they ain't trying to rebuild. You see how quickly.
0: Right, but what I'm saying is, AD before 30 is the type of piece that can get you some high value pieces, so you don't have to rebuild completely. Right, but I'm saying you got to start mapping those things out. Right, right? but
1: but but or, I, I disagree with you only in the fact that we know there's teams out there that would do dumb trades. Mm-hmm. We know that, but they're not giving up anything that's going to make a difference for the Lakers in the next two, three. They're just not. We'll yeah, see. you can make you can make a deal with the Wizards, we'll right? In two years, who the Wizards is going to (laughs) have?
0: Me and you. Yeah, yeah. well, we we can do a couple things, but I'm saying it's something that needs to be leveraged and put in place, right? Because if AD is leading a Laker organization, do we win a championship? And he's supposed to be a generational talent. Yes or no? Yeah, we already know. No. No. So I'm saying you know that for sure. Right. We you know how the backroom stuff is. We gotta make some things yeah,
1: happen. I, but what I'm saying is you is this. If A D's still on the team, right? And they just say he win another one before LeBron retires, or whatever, right? If AD's on the team, you can get other star players to come play with him. Yes. You're not getting them to yeah. come play with yes. Fred uh uh what's yeah. my man name from um the shooter from Oklahoma that every everybody wanted. Buddy Hill.
0: Buddy Hill. Ain't nobody gonna Buddy play. Hill. But this is what I'm saying though. I don't... Le, LeBron is what makes... Is the superpower for AD. That's what I'm saying. This is what I'm thinking. We're going to miss LeBron when he's gone. I know, man. Yeah, but yeah. other people want to play. So look, this, this is how it's going to look. So if I just got Russ and uh, AD on paper, I, I should be able to compete for a championship. But hell no. On, on paper. But first of all, the, Russ is going to be gone. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah,
3: yeah. At some point after yeah, Russ, this year. Russ is, Russ yeah, Because he don't yeah, want... Russ is gone.
1: Because it's...
0: And it's he going. To, he going back to OKC.
1: Russ doesn't want that, to. change. That's tra- the
3: only place that.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: He doesn't want to change his
0: game. Yeah. He so can. if you don't want to
1: change the game, you know you got to yeah. go. Sorry, partner. Everybody. Right. Everybody in the history of the game has changed the game or
0: retired. Right. True. You know. All right. So we got we got a couple of things for you before we let you go and we go to the next space. Right. Who are your favorites sure. to win it all? Now after the trade deadline, let's say who you got going to the finals and who you got winning it all.
3: I'm I'm going I'm gonna rock with uh, Brooklyn man. For real? I'm I'm gonna go here rock with Brooklyn. I I am I don't, I you know KD my guy yeah Mary, yeah my favorite player right now. I'm 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 going with them. I think him and Kyrie if hopefully they can get that to square, James. situation squared away. Whether it's him getting vaccinated, what?
1: Are you at work? <laughs> or are you at a club? <laughs> no. They better to ask me if you no. drunk. You ain't
3: are you drunk? You ain't listen, man. No, I'm not. You know Kyrie can only play in on the road games, right? No, you didn't let me finish. I was about to say if if they get that situation squared away, whether dang, it, ain't, ain't, no ifs, it ain't, they ain't no if, it ain't no if. if and
1: listen, man, there ain't no if ands buts yeah. about this. Yates asked you who's your favorite to win it, and you said Brooklyn.
0: Hey,
1: so, this, so that well, means
3: Brooklyn. Brooklyn all right, let me put it like this. Brooklyn, if, Kyrie. No if. Oh, you come got on, man. man. You can't You Who's,
0: can't go to duel with who are you the gonna ifs, put Who are you going to
3: put your next check? We can't do an if. No, nah, you know. know. This, is a, this, is a, this is a different type situation right here. Y'all, I can't get one
0: if. No, because no, <laughs> it's, it's been like four months. Kyrie just been all going. We don't got no clue what's going on. But, like, who you, like, for sure, who you going to rock with? That's just, you don't even have to pick a winner. Just say who the two teams are in the finals.
3: Alright uh, So If if I can't get my F Cause y'all hating on that I'm going I think <laughs> I, To be honest I think uh, I think Milwaukee Has a good chance Of really getting back If yeah, they are okay. uh, If okay. everybody stays healthy And all that And uh, out of the West Mmm Out of the West, I, I honestly don't know. I'm not really sold. I know a lot of people saying the Warriors, but I'm not really, really sold on them nope. making it back. I'm not really sold. On that's another. That's making,
0: another comment. That's another it conversation. It
3: um, I don't that that West is. I don't that West. That West Turkey. I, I really can't call it.
0: The go out for the whim. Pick, 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 pick the young bucks there.
3: The young bucks too. In Memphis. No.
0: <laughs>
1: we all got
3: nothing. All, so, all of them playing amazing, but they they not making it to the finals. So
1: basically, but with your hesitation, this is what you're thinking. And knowing that you're a Lakers
0: fan, you No, know, no, he's not a Lakers fan. Okay. I'm not a Lakers fan.
1: Okay. You, yeah,
3: yeah. you, fan, yeah. okay,
0: you know he's that. you a Wizard uh, fan. <laughs> uh, what? Well, turn yeah. him off. Turn him off. On, first
1: on, of all, you, you ain't, you ain't had, authorized you you to be on to this call.
0: <laughs> you ain't, come on, man. Yeah, yeah. I to
3: say that out loud. Yeah, you you have to say that
0: out loud. Nah, look, look, King, King. Who you picking though?
1: So who, who you're too. i I'm, I'm going with Milwaukee because okay. I, because I have, I just don't believe in Harden uh, just yet. Yeah. yeah. I think that Milwaukee will beat the Sixers. All right, and then in the West, of course, Phoenix looks. Good. If it were Phoenix and Golden State in the Western Conference Finals, I would pick Phoenix. I think mm-hmm. they can beat them. But I, in the back of my mind, mm-hmm. I still believe that the Lakers can make a run. At I do. Yeah. So I'm going to go with the Lakers in Milwaukee. Yeah. And, you know, Ooh, I.
3: You talking about drunk.
0: Yeah. You you know, it's 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 crazy for me, too, because I still feel like we can win it all. Right. And in my heart, I'm always going to go for that. But I really think it's going to be part two Phoenix and Milwaukee. Yeah. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Because they, you're talking about continuity and then both of them having championship chops and and, and knowing how to get there. And, you know, they they all both made additions. That's another thing. Right. Getting Ibaka right now. For for
1: me, the, yeah, man. I, I, I like what you guys are saying, but Phoenix now has expectations yeah. They went last year; there were no expectations. But the right? problem
0: is, they're forty-one and a ten, and nobody's saying a thing about it. I but they got expectations. We're, but we're saying something, yeah. About but it. like the media don't right. talk about it. I don't know. Yeah. If they're like, because the media day there is not the same. I don't think they're they're feeling well, it that way. I, I think they probably of, still got a chip on their shoulder. I think a
1: lot of it is that they're having internal issues with yeah. upper management and they're mm. trying to keep that quiet. Yeah. Remember, that's part of the ownership. Yeah, um, but yeah, we. I was just looking at the Lakers playing Golden State the other day. And the Lakers didn't play great and still were in the game with the Warriors. And the Warriors, even though they they have won multiple championships in the past and everybody's back, they still go at LeBron as if they fear him. Mm-hmm. They don't play around that game. Yeah. And so that's why I say, you know what? In a seven-game series, yeah. Lakers could get them up out of there. The
0: only problem is... It's, it's, i Unib- and uh, about the curse, man. Anyway, we'll see, we'll see. But BG, before we let you off, right? We was having a little debate on here, right? For our peoples uh, here in Dubai, best donuts. Where Where do you go for when you want to get the best donut?
3: <laughs> well, I'm I'm trying I'm trying to eat healthy and get. Man, man, let me man. ask you all that, <laughs> man. But 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 on on my cheat days, if y'all must know. Uh, It's Krispy, it's Krispy Kreme, no question. Krispy Kreme, throw it in, throw it in the
0: microwave for few seconds. What's go wrong? Krispy Kreme. Do you ever go to Dunkin' Donuts for donuts?
3: Nah, Not, just, uh, <laughs> I may get some coffee or
0: something, but nah, nah, I don't <laughs> never get no donuts. <laughs> donuts. No, all he do is Krispy Kreme. All right, you you'll see why Christy we said that. Right? Yeah, hey, you safe now. You yeah, safe. yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you you'll see why we said that when we <laughs> drop. Um, but appreciate you, bro. I probably got you off the work schedule. I know it's cold back at the crib. Um, tell Mom, yeah, Duce, nah, and everybody. Man, you, you good. Yeah, tell my Dukes and everybody I said hello. Hey, man, pick a new team, bro. <laughs> he loyal. <laughs> We've been telling him to pick a new team since right. 2012.
3: <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Yo, I, I'm about to start filling out a fan application. So. Hey, man, <laughs> yeah. it's cool. I'll <laughs> all, right, all right, bro, I holla at you, bro. All right, man, I holla at you. All right, all
0: right, easy. all right, so that was good. That was good. Um, but that just leads us into... Uh, uh, well, the basketball talk was heavy, right? We got, um, we got a good amount of time left. Um,
3: Sorry, I'm well, still not that,
0: sure. That's Siri, my bad Siri. I didn't mean to do that. But that was good. First of all, shout out to um, Tyreek Evans getting back into the league after a two-year uh, substance abuse ban.
1: Now, with that ban, is, is he not allowed to play Euro League basketball and things like that either?
0: I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But he can be signed as of Friday. Okay. in the league um, and I've seen some videos of him working out you know so I hope whatever he was dealing with that had him on those drugs um, got him together and that he's back in here playing um, that'll be good and so let me play something for you guys um, so you guys will know what energy we're going into for the next part of the pod um, this was something that it kind of
1: Do it. I can't talk basketball with old heads anymore. It's the most frustrating conversation I think I could ever have. I swear, I think like the older generation of people that like hate on this new generation of basketball, like just don't
3: think players evolve and like skill evolves. Imagine you put LeBron James in the 80s. He's lowering his shoulder and averaging 145 points a game. Imagine putting Steph Curry on a court in the 70s and the 80s. They would think he was performing witchcraft.
1: And the main thing they always say is like, oh, these new players are so soft, they couldn't handle the physicality back in the 80s and the 90s. Hey, just because they were punching people on the way to get a layup doesn't mean they were more physical. You are performing a felony. You think a six foot nine, 250 pound LeBron couldn't maul anybody in the 80s and 90s? Just imagine like Dwight Howard clotheslining somebody on the way to the rim. Does that make him one of the best Man, turn that fake ball? Clay Thompson off,
0: man. Look, right, so, man, man. so this is, this is two, two things, right? What that clip just is, there's a young buck that sent that to us. There's actually uh, Mathem's son that sent us. You know, he's, he's a basketball kid. He loves it. He loves he's it. always trying to learn something. And this is where um, the social media stuff starts to like, kisses me off, right? To where this is why we're doing a podcast right? A guy like that got 200,000 followers. He got 6,000 whatever on his podcast stuff. And more power to you, kid. That's beautiful, right? But the danger is the information that you're spewing out when it comes to basketball. I haven't figured out the TikTok algorithms and the Instagram algorithms or started paying those big bucks to get us up so we can kind of filter out that nonsense. And we're not going to sacrifice anything and start doing dumb shit to get uh, in front of yeah, places, that, right? Yeah,
1: that is purely entertainment right
0: there. Right, but the problem with that is that's what goes in front of most of the kids' faces. That's what they hear most. They, that type of information, those type of videos go out. He talked about the older generation doesn't know basketball. He can't talk basketball with them because they don't understand things. And, you know, a guy like that, he didn't mention anything about basketball, actually playing the game. Right. right, he talked about some personal stuff, stuff that was like buzzwords that was gonna get it there, and this just gets me to the point to where, what the hell are y'all watching? Right. Do you really know what you're watching? And like, are you guys understanding how dangerous it is for you to be spewing out like nonsense right. like that? For, you know, my
1: question is. Is he or his audience? Are they actually watching entire games?
0: I'm sure they aren't. You know, I'm sure they don't even know what they're watching. To be honest, right? right? You see Draymond talk about it all the to so where it's like the average fan doesn't get excited for a good defensive right. rotation because they don't know what the hell a good defensive rotation is, yeah. right? But those are the things that kids need to know when they're watching. Because yeah. a lot of people,
1: yeah, a lot of kids today think that Draymond's trash. Draymond's a Hall of Famer. Man. Dr- Draymond is the engine of Golden State. You know, of yeah. course, Steph and Clay are the, you know, the the guys who shoot the ball and, um, they're, you know, they're going to go down in history as some of the greatest shooters of, of all time. And, you know, the funny thing is beyond the next five years, people outside of the realm of real basketball won't even mention Draymond's name. Mm-hmm. But he's going to be one of the top players of all time. You know, in in actuality, just because he has an impact on the game that the average basketball fan has no idea
0: what he's doing. Yeah. And one of the biggest things, because looking at that video, I get the reactions and stuff. So I'm talking to the young buck and he was like, "Yo, what do you think about this? And I'm like, listen, some things are just clickbait. Yep. Right. The older generation, obviously no basketball. Right, but what we get now is glitz and glamour because there's cameras absolutely everywhere, and our phones are one of the some of the best cameras ever made. Right, right? Mm-hmm. and so social media makes things more visible. So he said, oh, "Play not players more athletic doing windmills over people now, and they're shooting 45 foot three pointers." Yeah. So, so th- that right there gives you a lot, right? Right.
1: Just on that one comment right there, you look at guys doing windmill dunks and stuff now. It's in transition. It's on breakaways. You, you go back to a, a gentleman by the name of the Human Highlight film when he was in college at the University of Georgia, and then he played for the Atlanta Hawks for many, many years. His name was Dominique Wilkins. Had one of the most iconic dunk contests against Michael Jordan ever in the NBA. Okay? He was doing windmill dunks in, in the half-court offense when the defense is set. He's doing windmill dunks. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, we talk about his counterpart, Jordan, doing those types of creative dunks, not because they were trying to get a, um, a rise in terms of their social media prowess or or showing off for the crowd. It's because they did these dunks because they had to. That was the reactionary move that they made, according to the defense. And so Sean Kemp. Sha- oh, my. That's nice. <laughs> Listen, people talk about people. Players being bigger, stronger, more athletic now. There's nobody in today's NBA game as big as Sean Kemp playing in that position, doing what he did. Mm-hmm. Nobody. Leading the break. You know what I'm saying? Taking, the, taking people off the dribble and dunking with that kind of authority and creativity. There's just not.
0: And then a lot of them will be watching Charles right now. And not understanding how great Charles was. Right. Or even early Shaq. Right. Right. Okay. And I, I, Shaq was light on his toes. Shaq was running the break. It was something we had never seen before. Never. Yep. It's athleticism. So, what I told the young buck is like when it comes to basketball, you know, we're from America, right? The young buck is from Kuwait, so he doesn't see as much basketball as we do. So he thinks when he sees these videos or these clips of these people talking, oh, man, of course it's better because there's nobody that's here. You know, um, Chick Hearn is not here to tell you what he really saw. Right. Right? Even you guys don't even know who Chick Hearn is. Right. Right? But that lets you know the difference in things. But pictures and cameras, right? There's, I told the young buck, I've been seeing people do windmills since I was 13 or 14. Yep. There's people around the way in the hood that can do that athleticism was always there always there. It's always been yeah, there there's no cameras, yeah, it's
1: I' win mill dunk in high school, so that was that telling you I think? right and i I didn't even get close to the n b a but you know, but it, if you've never seen these things and you see them now, you're like, oh man no it's been it's been around for years, yes, years, you know, and the difference is um you know, like you said, it's social media, you know social i mean it just you know, a guy now in high school can score 50 points, and everybody in the US gets a chance to see it because it's social media. People were doing that on a regular clip back in the day, and you only knew about it because the local paper printed mm-hmm. it. Uh, maybe it was a televised game at that particular time, or you were that good and
0: it spread word of mouth. Mm-hmm. It's not it was, the same. The visibility is just completely different. Yep. And then we talk about shooting long tray balls. Like, this is the thing Be- shooting the three pointer right whether you shoot it in f- close up to the line or back it's still the same amount of points right and it doesn't dictate you or it doesn't say you have more skill right you talk about there are only 3 people in the league that shoot the ball that far right and two of them have to, well all three of them have to shoot it from that far yep right that's Steph Curry right that's Trey yep and that's Dane Lillard yep right you can tell them, the people, why all three of them got to shoot from that distance, yep. right? But the people in the back of the day, with Isaiah Thomas or whatever else, there was no need to shoot a 45-foot three-pointer. Right. There was no need to do any of that. Right. Right? Because you can get whatever you needed to get off because of your skill. Right. So I'm, I'm going to talk about two parts of that. One
1: is why those guys are shooting from so deep. One is because, you know, when you're a smaller guard, you need you need to make sure you create space to get your shot off. And these guys, because they shoot the ball so well, you know, of course, everybody wants to get the ball out of their hands. Mm -hmm. And so if you're shooting, one of those three people shooting from 35 feet is a better option than passing to somebody that can't shoot. You want to make sure you just get a look at the basket. So those guys are shooting from that deep before the double team comes. Mm -hmm. So they have space and time to shoot. That's why they're shooting from that deep. They're not shooting from that deep just because they want to or they're trying to show out and make people look bad. They shoot because it's out of necessity, which is smart. But think about how many players in the NBA, 400 plus players, I think. Three people are doing that at a consistent high clip. Mm -hmm. Everyone else should not be doing that unless it's something at the end of the clock, end of the quarter, end of the half. Mm -hmm. You think about Klay Thompson, one of the best shooters of all time, right? He doesn't do it. Right, he only does it when the shot clock's winding down mm-hmm. because he knows that he's six seven, he doesn't have to do that
0: exactly. So, it's a
1: difference. So, when you see all these young guys doing that stuff now that are not in the league, they're imitating something that they'll never be allowed to do because you can't shoot it at a high clip like these guys, and you have no understanding as to why they're doing it.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, the second thing is people talk about being skilled, okay, mm-hmm. back in the day. Defenses packed it in a little bit more. You know, they were playing man-to-man. There was no zone, okay? And you took a beating going to the basket. Mm-hmm. But guys still valued getting closer to the basket than hoisting up a bunch of threes, okay? Because they were like, you know what? I'm going to score 20 tonight either by going to the cup, taking the open mid-range, or an open three when it's available, or I'm gonna make twenty going to the line mm-hmm. either way, and that's a skill- mm-hmm. you know, if you're able to get to the basket knowing that you're gonna take a beating and then make somebody pay at the line, that's a skill mm-hmm. that's that's a sign of toughness, you know, and you think about it, why are they attacking the basket? Well, if you can get somebody in foul trouble, that's a pretty good player, and you can play the bulk of the game against a secondary player then that's a skill because now you have an easier access. You Mm -hmm. have easier access to the basket or to do whatever you need to do to facilitate the offense Mm -hmm. because you're playing against a role player.
0: Exactly. So for you you slow guys, drawing a foul is a skill. It is a skill. There is an art to that. And then we come back to what you're saying was they have to shoot that far, right? Because the players on the court with them are not as skilled. Right. You guys talk about jumping. Athleticism is not a skill. Right. No. That's not something that I can that somebody can teach you, right? Height is not a skill. That's not somebody, that's not something people can teach you. They say it all the time, I can't teach height, right? I can't teach a forty-two-inch vertical. Nope. That's something that you are born with, right? <laughs> because so if you see somebody jumping higher or whatever, that's not a skill. That does not make them more skilled, right? And then also the game has evolved to where it favors offensive players. So they don't necessarily have to be as skilled right. because you can get a contract. For just being able to stand still in the corner and shoot a three, and not even be able to play defense or make a decision with the ball in your hand, right? right? And so the second space that we get to is what is skill? Because I think that's something that people don't really sit and think about. Like, what does it mean to be skilled? Right? You know, it's not dribbling between your legs three times in a row, making a spin or whatever. Like, what is what is a skill?
1: A a, a skill, in my opinion.
0: Let's give them examples too. All right yeah
1: it is being able to do something consistently well mm-hmm. time and time again when t- t- um when the moment gets tight, you have something that you can rely on that no one else can stop that's a skill we talk about one of the greatest scores of all time and I know that um you know this rings a chord with you sometimes Carl Malone <laughs> he had no he had no moves back to the basket, but you know what he was a skilled Mid-range jump shooter off the pick and roll. Right. And, and it led to him being one of the top three scorers of all time in the NBA. Okay. That's a skill because he knew what his strengths and weaknesses were. And he stayed strong with his strengths at all times because he knew that, you know what? This is going to get me paid. Mm-hmm. This is what's going to keep me on the floor. This is going to, this is what's going to help my team be successful. Mm-hmm. You talk about You talk about playmaking, okay? Of course, um, in today's NBA, there's a plethora of combo guards um, that can score the ball and facilitate. And then there's a lot of point guards um, that can facilitate and are pass first, Mm -hmm. score second, okay? Now, we've had another era with that before in the NBA, and that's with, you know, Kevin Johnson, Terrell Brandon, you know, all those guys, you yeah. know, Mighty Mouse, Kenny Anderson, there's a lot of guys like that. So with the guards, just like being anywhere in the United States, you go to any park, there's a bunch of them, but are they going to be disciplined? Are they going to be skilled? Are going to be tough? So you can sort them out, but there's more of them. So we go through these eras in basketball where we have these guys, mm-hmm. right? But do we have anybody today In a large number in the NBA where these guys absolutely know how to run an offense where they can get the ball to uh, the other four guys on their team that are on the floor with them at that particular moment, the ball in their sweet spots where they can be successful. Mm -hmm. Can they defend their opposite position? Right. And can they be a threat on the court? Mm -hmm. You know, the guys that can do that, John Morant, Chris Paul, those guys, know what they're called? They're called today's superstars, right? But when you think about outside of the top ten, there's a significant drop off Mm -hmm. because now we have guys that either they go 100 miles per hour, or they just don't have the ability Mm -hmm. to do these things. Yeah, you know. So, so yeah. So for you guys to say that the older guys don't know basketball—that's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, because we have guys now that are making um abs- absurd contracts and don't even know what their real strengths and weaknesses are and then we as fans yeah. get fed up with them and get upset with them in the playoffs when mm-hmm. our team loses because we're like you can Ben Simmons you can not you don't shoot the ball he's a super he's a he's what people call a superstar today mhm and he doesn't even know when and when not to take a shot.
0: Exactly. And just, to, just plainly, like, the definition of skill is to, the ability to do something well or yep. expertise, right? Yep. And then to, to just add on to what Coach was talking about. Now, basketball IQ is a skill, yep. right? Because you got to study the game. you got to study, recognize, and apply. Right. And that requires you to do things quickly, to be able to react fast and everything. And that allows the game to slow down so you can use those tools that you learned. Right. And so your basketball IQ, Russell Westbrook, will make it easier for you to mesh and blend in and adjust your game. Right. right?
1: And and why? Because you're getting older and your athleticism is wanting on you. Right. So so now you got to start thinking the game
0: and slowing down. Because the skill. Never leaves. Correct. Never leaves. Right Chris, now. Chris Paul. Right. Exactly. Right now, you can still play anywhere you want to play because you can shoot. You can shoot. You can handle. You can make great decisions. Right? And maybe you don't want to run the wing as much, but you can go to the mid post and do it. Right? You can do that. Those are things that aren't going to leave. Right? And so you talk about, like, for you young guys, what can you do off two feet?
1: Yep.
0: Right? What does that mean, Coach? When you're driving and kicking to make a pass, are you doing it, jumping in the air and committing into the pass, right? Or do you understand that you need to make that pass off two feet? Because if it's not there, I need to be able to use my pivot and my footwork, which is also a skill, to still be able to be effective in the game, right? Do I understand where to attack angles on the court, right? Do I understand, all right, after I beat this first person, I got to be able to have a secondary move to beat the second to either create for myself or create for my teammate. Right. Am I understanding my mid-range game? Am I understanding how to get there? Do I know how to run off screens? Yep. Right? Can I can I play off the ball? Can I read? Cutting is a skill, right? Like catching and shooting and then catching and shooting off on the move. Right? And then catching and shooting off a screen. Right. Yeah, the,
1: the the problem people are having today is because they they look at the real skilled guys as not being exciting. Mm-hmm. So that's so that's when
0: they say that oh he's not skilled. No he's ex- he's skilled. And why is it not exciting? Because you don't understand the game. Yep. You're not excited about that fade and that drop off and then that slip to the to the uh, screener because you don't understand what just happened there. Right. Man, that ain't got nothing to do with older or younger generation. That's just you not understanding. Basketball. Right. Knowing that somebody took
1: hours and hours of their free time to work on this stuff. Man. You know, when you have, when you're just a freak athletic specimen, you can do some of these things without thinking about it. But the thing is, how long can you do it?
0: And that's easy. That's the problem. It's easy to just worry about what your athleticism can do for you, right? Skill, that requires hours, right? It said expertise, the ability to do something well and expertise. That comes with repetition. That comes with studying. That comes with failing and understanding how to go wrong. They don't always have that, right? right? And so when you talk about this being more skilled right now, you got to know what skill means in the first place. Do right? you talk about you can drop uh, Curry in this era to look like a wizard is playing? No, it won't, right? He's doing a lot of stuff because they change rules so people don't bump him a little bit so he can make it a little bit more entertaining for you casual fans, right? It's more entertaining for casual fans. That's cool. But the basketball lovers, right? And and let me, I'll be honest with you, because people
1: say, especially TJ, say we bash Curry a lot. Let me st- Let me stick up for him yeah. right now. You could drop Curry back in any um, any area. You know why? Because he can shoot the crap out of Which the ball. Which is a skill. <laughs> Which is a skill. You can't drop you can't drop a lot of his counterparts back in different areas right. because they can't shoot the ball like Steph Curry.
0: Right. And you you're know? not gonna just get anything right. you
1: want going to the basket. And for and for people who have these hot takes or whatever, um, you know, clickbait items or whatever, you can't use Steph Curry and LeBron. That's a terrible example. Mm-hmm. Because we all, those are guys that we we won't see ever again.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's just bottom I'm line. I'm glad two. you said that. So stop using those guys. I'm glad you said that. So that brings me to the point of like a um, Chris Jackson or Kevin Johnson or a John Stark. Or um, Sidney Moncrief, or any of those guys, right? We're talking about those from the older generation. If they played in this era of basketball yep. under this under these conditions, right, and with these type of players, those guys would go crazy. Yep. But if you take a guy like um, Bertans, or <laughs> Joe Harris, um, ninety Mills, right, those guys from this younger generation, they're the ones that's going to struggle when it goes back to that, yep. right? If, you know, I'm glad you
1: mentioned that because. And we'll say, and we, we won't spend no more time on this crap. Yeah, you take this player right now, and you put him back in what we call the golden era of basketball, late '80s to, to late '90s. You take Patty Mills; he can go back and play.
0: Yeah, because yep. he's tough. Yeah,
1: high IQ, and he's skilled. Yeah, he can go play, but people wouldn't respect him right now because they don't understand how good patty mills is
0: Mm, of course now um now we'll get to the space where there are a couple other things that we're going to add to in probably next episode because that just sparked a whole bunch of other things but you guys need to start watching the game a little bit differently or please make a disclaimer right? We we get, you know, media out here making a lot of money. We would love to do some things with with podcasting and make some money. And we know that certain things sell, but stop misleading and and talking out of the side of your neck, right? Because it's false and it's bad. And basketball is at a point right now to where we got to save the essence of it, just like everything else. It's like hip hop. It's like, you know, filmmaking, everything. Everybody's trying to just get quick stuff popping, right? But no matter what, what's done well What's done that takes time, you know? The microwave dinner is never as good as a home cooked meal. Thanks, wife. Or protein A right? uh, Protein right. donuts ain't the same as the Krispy Kreme. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? That quick grab from the gas station ain't the same. So again, understand that. And we're gonna we're gonna keep going on those things. But something that's been heavy on our heart as we close out. Um and, and we'll close out today with the uh postgame wrap-up. Um, but that—that that was just the game of basketball, man. It just needs so much right now, right? And then you see stuff going around like that, that so we just gotta gotta filter it out because it's no good. But um, with that being said, kids, be careful. You know where you're going um, and where you're getting your information from. Coaches, we need you guys to be better. Yeah. And. In- and we'll just touch on it lightly, but we'll expand on it later. But coaches, we need you to be better, right? I don't like this stage where coaches are saying, um, and this is something I heard a lot back home, but coaches are saying kids can't do this, kids can't do that. Keyword kids, right? Kids, you know, there's a reason why you say you were gonna coach. And so a lot of the the shortcomings of our kids, of our athletes, right? Or because of the leaders that are up front, because you're supposed to be better.
1: Yeah. it's If if a kid can't do something and that kid has been um, under your supervision for, you know, a year or two, then it's our fault. It's our fault. Because, you know, we're supposed to make sure that that kid has a certain set of skills. Mm-hmm. not Not five or six, seven. We're supposed to. One or two things that they can stick to when times get tough. To help them, you know, get through whatever situation they they you know they come across on the court. So it's our fault. We're supposed to take the time as coaches to get to know those kids and kind of monitor the type of basketball information they receive outside of our practice or our time together, film session, what have you. So it's all on us. Mm-hmm. You no, know, we gotta stop saying that this generation can't do this, can't do that, whatever. It's our fault because, you know, we are the the gatekeepers.
0: Mm -hmm. That's why we're bridging the gap, right? That also means that you need to work on your craft, too. As much as you're telling that kid to get in the gym and work on his handle and everything, you need to learn new ways to teach stuff. You need to learn how the game is evolving, right? How things are changing, rules are changing, new things are allowed, and how they can take advantage of that so they can be well prepared um but like i said we we that got us going <laughs> that got us going so we'll have some new things going in there um but you guys know episode 14 we're going to go ahead with the post game wrap up og what you got?
1: you know um i just want to say for those out there be who you are and not who people want you to be um i myself have been a victim of in the past wanting to be something that um someone else wanted Hmm. But it really didn't sit well with me internally, and so over the years I've grown into just you know being myself. You know I get a lot of flack from from you, <laughs> from from some of my peers, some you know the kids that I coach, um, some of my past you know uh, players. Coach, you're always grumpy every day, and you know what's you know you're never happy. But they don't have an understanding that as long as I'm with you know people around the game of basketball and I'm teaching, I'm happy. I just may not show it all the time. <laughs> and I just expect so much from myself. I expect from, so much from people that are in a position like myself, you know, to give back. And so, yeah, I am grumpy a lot of times. I just, I just expect people to do what they're supposed to do each day. And so, you know, I've learned to live with that now and not, you know, worry about other people's perceptions. So I'm happy with that. So just be who you are.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's that's one we can take to the bank. All right. Um, this is this is something that I picked up from um a scholar, uh, is an Imam Oman Suleiman that I listened to. Um, and he said something, and it hit me immediately. Right, and I wanted to share. If we only study history to admire people, then then we're never going to be able to be a part of making history ourselves. Right. And so um, we, as basketball players, we saw what MJ did. We saw what Magic did. And we were like, ah, I'm going outside right now because I wanted to emulate that. Right. But it doesn't, that doesn't need to stop at sports or entertainment. Right. There are a lot of times where we hear about people um, who do things. We talk about our activists and everything else. Don't just stand on the sidelines. You know, everybody that's ever done anything, everybody that's ever made anything, was a human that did that, right? God's giving you the ability to do something. So step out there. You don't have to be the one just reading about the history. You're going to be the one making it, right? And it may be small. It may be big. But don't stand on the sidelines. Get active, right? Because whatever change is going to come, it has to be us that creates that. And so go ahead and do that. Because as you study in history and you're admiring those people, remember, they are just like you. Those same grumpy moments that we have. Malcolm had them. (laughs) You know, everybody had them at some point, but they kept going with their thing. So get active. Get off the sidelines and go make something happen. Um, So, as always, you guys know how we do it. Bridging the Gap Podcast, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, all the streaming platforms, YouTube, like, subscribe, pass it on so we can filter out the nonsense that people are listening to. Um, Use that manscape, 20% off BTG Nation, um, and who Mountain Dubai. If you're in the UAE, tap in with us. Let's get some bump. You know, if you walk into the gym, and you playing with us, any coach in the UAE or former pro or current pro, you're probably going to get lit up. I'm just letting you guys know. We um, you know we send a message with that, but we welcome you to come. So, as always, guys, keep it simple.
3: Mm.
2: Player and coach, the keep it real and, and keep going. Got views that you need to discover from sports, current events to just life talk. Whether you on a fast break or a nice walk, got to tune in. You already know, G, this BTG Nation and you wanted to home homies. Just tune in. You already know, G, BTG Nation. The other ones in the nosebleeds.